This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Glory to God. Glory to God. We want to uh, get back to this, uh, to the will of man, because we were studying the will of man on several occasions, and uh, we have several facts that we wanted to share with you regarding the will of man, all right? Uh, Fact number one, uh, the will of man is the most dominant authority in the earth that controls human affairs. The will is the most dominant authority in the earth that controls human affairs. Now you say, what do you mean by that? Well, in a nutshell, all human affairs are are taken care of by interreacting with other humans. And if one human's will is set one way and the other human's will is set another way and they're supposed to be working together, we got a problem. So it immediately affects human affairs. All of our dealings, one with another, are affected by the will of man. Hallelujah. All right? Second fact concerning the will. The key to success is the willpower to hold a course until a proven principle works for you. The key to success is the willpower to hold a course until a proven principle will work for you. Because all principles work. The problem lies in that we're not in the position or we don't have the willpower to stay the course until that principle works for me. Hallelujah. However long it takes, you got to be willing to stand and stay the course. And that takes willpower. And most of us don't have the willpower to do that. You can see that with exercise, and I'm, and I'm getting cute. See, 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 I, I'm, I'm going down. I'm going the other way. See, I, I was hitting fast for the other direction, see. So no, I got to do this thing. So I started doing it, okay? And it's working because I got the will. I set my will. I have to do this. I have to do this. So I've been doing it, and it works, all right? Because I'm staying the course. I'm staying the course. I set my will to stay the course because the principle of exercising, 
the principle of exercising to control this physical body works. And it'll work for everyone who will stay the course. Lots of people will buy exercise equipment and it becomes a piece of furniture. It just sits there. Many people will buy, you know, the, 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 the diet stuff and the can will get rusty sitting in the refrigerator. Amen. Many people will buy the, the, uh, the, the, the constructed yourself uh, projects and they'll stay in the box. Or they'll come out the box, you'll spread out the pieces and you look at them and you shove them back in the box, put it on the shelf. We'll do this next week, okay? And because you don't have the will power to stay the course. Now the next fact, information develops willpower. Information develops willpower. Now, now let me, let me give you a perfect example of that. Because uh, like I said, I'm going to take my time because I'm not going to get it all done, no how. Uh, let me give you a perfect example of information uh, developing willpower. You look around and you see the people who stay the course when it comes to their salvation and their relationship with God are the people who always are in church receiving information. It's easy. See, when you, when you start to drift away, what happens? Those things become duller and duller and duller, and you see them less and less. That's why it's so dangerous to stay out of church, even though you're saved, because you stay out that flow of information that will develop your willpower to stay with God is missing. Ooh, hallelujah. See, that, that's what's happening. See, that, that's, one of the, that's one of the things that, that develops your willpower is staying in the flow of information. If you ever noticed, like, like for instance, Tybo. Okay, Tybo. Some people get excited and they buy their Tybo tapes. Man, they get excited and they want to do Tybo and they'll do it for... Then they stop watching the Tybo commercial. <laughs> the information ceases. And when the information ceases, the will to continue ceases. Think about it. Think about it. That's what happens. You ever see someone who wants to be, say for instance, someone who wants to be a nurse? And they get all the manuals and the books and they're looking at the stuff. And, oh, this is what I want to do. This is my life's work, blah, 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 blah. And then they start working down at, uh, you know, Hojo or someplace like that. And they get into Hojo. They get away from the flow of information. What happens to your lifelong desire? It goes. Why? Because the flow of information helps to develop willpower. 
to stay the course. Hallelujah. And it's the same for everybody in every situation. You'll find the people who love music, musicians and whatnot, singers, when they stay with it, they're always doing it. Information is always flowing. Their willpower to continue is right there. But if they ever get away from it, don't let them make a couple of dollars. That's what happens to, ooh, thank you, Lord. That's what happens to, young, to some young people who go and get a job before they finish school. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What happened? Education was primary. But now the flow of information regarding education and getting educated is divorced from them now. So they're now over here. So their willpower to continue and to go to college is gone. All right. Next. The will controls several things. It controls, number one, the level of my obedience. Ouch. It controls my beliefs. My will controls my beliefs. What you say? Yeah, my will controls my beliefs. Remember uh, Thomas? He said, I will not believe. I will not believe in the 20th chapter of John when Jesus had come and appeared to all the disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. And when they told Thomas about it, Thomas said, unless I see the print of the nail in his hand and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So you're believing. Ooh. You're believing. It's controlled by your will. So if you don't set your will to believe, if your will is just running off, just going ever which way, up today and down tomorrow, in and out, all over the place, your believing will be dramatically affected. Next. Hallelujah. My will controls my endurance. Will I continue or will I give up? Will I hold my course or will I quit? My will controls that. My will also controls my consistency of character. Do you have character or are you a character? Controlled by your will. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. See, I, uh, I, I studied this stuff uh, 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 through Dr. Hilliard and his books and things like that, and God just gave me more stuff. More stuff. I got, my, I got his plus some. And, and that's how it happens. That's how it works. See, you get more and more revelation and more stuff opens up to you. See, and, and, and I, I, I'm seeing some things here that I believe can help us. So I'm, I'm, gonna in, I'm going to incorporate them into what I'm sharing with you. All right. So my consistency of character is is controlled by my will. Consistency of character. What is character? Character is your track record. What kind of, of a guy is this? What kind of a track record does this guy have? Well, you got to have consistency of character. If you have good character, it's got to be consistent, and that's controlled by your will. Whether it's consistent or not consistent, it's controlled by your will. And, uh, I, I mean, a perfect example is your character is has been established over the years that I don't steal. 
I'm not a thief. I don't do that. Okay? But look, only chump change has been presented to you. Let, let that half million drop next to your chair out the sky. You don't know where it came from, man. Nobody ain't around. It will test your character. In the Lord blessing, has he opened the windows of heaven and poured me out a blessing? See, you... you you, you start to <laughs> you start to work on that character, you see. See, because what happens? Your will say, hey, hey, maybe this is hundredfold on what you did, see? I mean, all kinds of things start rising up, you know? I mean, nobody don't know. It fell out of airplane. Could have fell anywhere. Fell at your feet. I see the airplane, they go. We dropped the tunnel money. I ain't hear nothing. He talking to the he talking to the to the tower. He ain't talking to me. Okay? So it'll test your see it'll test your will. Your will will, will kick in, see, and and you know, and and their character will be tested. So see, you, you gotta have consistency of character. You gotta have it. If I don't steal a dollar, I won't steal a million dollars. Let me make it a little easier. If I don't steal a dollar, I won't steal five thousand. Because a million sounds too heavy, y'all. Y'all was tilted, you know. It's like, wait a minute, Pastor. Don't go too far now. Let's let's not get too far in this thing. Okay, let's keep it real, see? Okay, all right, let's, let's move on because we won't get nobody in trouble, all right? Next, <laughs> your will controls, oh, this is so important. See, this is what we did this morning. Your will controls the measure of joy or happiness that you experience. Now, see, this morning, it wasn't nothing funny. I set my will to laugh. I set my will to be happy. So I laugh. See, I don't wait for somebody to tickle me to laugh. I don't see nothing funny. See, that's your will. Some, in fact, some of you got right stern. You said, I will not laugh. Okay? It takes just as much effort to set your will to laugh as it does to not laugh. It's up to you. It's in your control. Are you with me? It's in your control. It's not in anybody else's control. It's in your control. That's why I say sometimes you look at people, you know, they're happy and smiling and whatnot. When they see you, oh, they just love Sister Valerie. Praise the Lord. She's here. And then Sister Barbara come. <laughs> what happened? Two seconds. She just walked by and she came in. All of a sudden, your whole expression changed. It's like your lips get tight. Your jaws get rigid. What happened? 
It's your will. Your will. Your will. You chose, you chose to be happy because you saw her, and you chose to be angry because you saw her. Your flesh didn't have a thing in the world to do with it. You decided that. All with your will. Some folk come in fussing. Almost cussing. <laughs> if they was outside, they would cuss. Okay? They come in like that. They, they come in that way because they've set their will that way. They choose to be like that. You have control. You have control, and it's all with your will. Okay? Next, next thing. Success, listen to this now. I'm talking about your will. I'm with facts about your will. Success is an on-purpose occurrence. You can set your will to be successful. I said you can set your will to be successful. You set your will to be successful. You can't blame nobody else. Oh, they won't let me go. I mean, the white man hold me down. Oh, the women hold me down. Oh, this one hold me down. Oh, you know, you know, brother won't help you. <laughs> you know, you try, you try to help a brother, and they gonna step on you every time. You know it. You know the. You know the syndrome. It's the. It's the. It's the crab in the barrel syndrome. That's what all brothers do to you. That's why I would never go to a to go to a brother for a dentist or, or a doctor. I got to find me a Jew. Who's doing that? You setting your will that way. Why? Maybe one of them did mess up. But you don't have to set your will that way for everybody just because of one. You have to judge that person based on him and what he did. You set your will to succeed no matter what anybody does, you will succeed. Uh, I, I heard a, a, a report about uh, Abe Lincoln. They said that guy failed so many times before he became president. I mean, he tried everything. He tried every kind of election. And he just kept failing and kept failing and kept failing. But guess what? He kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. Why? Until he got it. Because he set his will to succeed. You don't let fail. As a matter of fact, failure is good. Because you, you learn something. You learn something. Every time you fail, you learn something. Okay, I won't do that no more. Let's go again. Okay? We're going to get this thing this time, and I just won't do that. Like I, like I often say, uh, when Sister Barbara and I were in that little storefront church over there, and they were they was doing a whole lot of stuff, and that was when I first getting started, and I said, well, I don't know what uh, what to do, but I sure know what not to do. I just look at these folk in here. I said, I ain't doing that. What they doing in this church, I will not do. They, they one of the ones I was talking about in the beginning. That the little storefront church, they didn't had it for 42 years, and it still ain't no better than it was before. They still old, they still paying, and, and all the whole nine yards because I know what not to do. So that's what that's what failure and mistakes can do for you. But let it be somebody else's failures. You can learn just as just as well by watching somebody else fail. Say, yeah, man, what happened? You know, I did this, this, and this, and my business collapsed, man. And so and so and so, yeah. Write that down. I ain't doing that. Amen. <laughs> hey, okay. I mean, that's, that's easy. So it's, it could be your fans or somebody else's. Use them. Use it all. Okay? All right. Next thing. Next thing. Uh, let me just give you a scripture. Second, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Uh, we'll turn there. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through uh, 5. Let's get there. Let's go over there. 
Three through five, yeah. Hallelujah. All right. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does that say? It says that there's going to be some effort involved. You're going to have to work at this thing. You're going to have to work at the will-setting process. It's not automatic. It's not just going to fall on you. There's some things that you're going to have to do to set your will. There's some things that you're going to have to do to get yourself in position. Because, see, your will has been kind of messed with over the years. With all the stuff that you've been through, all the stuff that you've seen, all of the hurts that you've amassed over the years, all the people that have done wrong things to you, all of those things help to uh, dictate how you react. So it's going to take some effort on our part. It's going to take some effort to set our will. Nobody can just lay hands on you and boom, there it is. Nobody can just speak a word over you and boom, there it is. It's going to take some effort. You're going to have to work at this thing. But anything worth having is worth working for. Amen. If it's worth having, it's worth working. And there's nothing that you're going to ever receive, whether it's from God or from this earth realm, that you're not going to have to do some work for it. That's just the way the system is. You can't get around it. You got to work for it. Amen. So you might as well get with the program. Get with the program, Leroy. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, thank you, Jesus. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It should be right nearby. And the 37th verse. Now watch this. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will. Hath power over his own will. You have power over your own will. God wants you to have power over your own will. God wants you to exercise power over your own will. Notice, your will is not supposed to have power over you. You are supposed to have power over your will. You set your will. Don't let your will drag you about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now I want you to turn to, to, to uh, Romans, back to Romans, the uh, 12th chapter. Hallelujah. All right. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Transformation. 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 God wants transformation. He wants us to be transformed. He wants us to be transformed. Let me read it again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, your mind is made up of Your soulish realm, let me put it that way. Your soulish realm. Let me, let me, I don't want to trip you up. Your soulish realm is your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and your imagination. Okay? So these things must be transformed, including your will. Including your will. Your will must be transformed. I'm going to make it real clear to you in a second. Your will must be transformed. You say, okay, now what does that mean? Transforming your will is transformation of your behavior. Hello? Transformation of your will is transformation of your behavior. That's all it is. Transforming your behavior. Whatever the behavior pattern was must be transformed. You see, you think I'd be saying a whole lot of stuff just be saying it. I'm being led by the Spirit because where I'm going later is where he, he wants to, to, to give stuff to you to set you up for it. See, you it was a setup. You were set up for this, see? Because, see, the transformation of your behavior is a part of going to another level. See, because your behavior at this level cannot be the same at this level. See, it was a setup. He set you up. He set you up. See, you thought I was just talking about stuff. I was saying what the Holy Spirit told me to say because he knew this was coming. Transformation of your behavior. I said transformation of your behavior. That's transformation of your will. Glory to God, hallelujah. Uh, you know, I mean, we've even had to transform. See, see, we've had to transform our behavior when it came to eating. Talk to me now. Talk to me now. See, we've always been taught, you know, you clean your plate.
You always clean your plate because there's starving children in the world. What they got to do with me? And they always made sure that you could not see your plate. Yeah, they all, they all know what I'm talking about. There was ribs and potato salad and greens and peas and cornbread. Everything was on that plate to make sure that plate was covered. Transformational behavior. Now, when you go, I mean, when you go to these restaurants and these folks charge you $200 for a meal and the meal sits in the middle of the, in the middle of the plate, just like that. See, that's transformation of behavior because otherwise I'll be ready to fight. Man, where my food? Charge me $200 and bring me a snack. <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? You got to transform your will. See, your will was said that I got to have a full plate. No, you don't have to have a full plate. You, you, you only eat what is necessary to sustain you. See, we've been taught, you fool. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Everyone, you fool. You fool, honey. Here, get some more. Next uh, uh, statement regarding the will. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm, I'm leaving out a number of things that I've already gone over. So if, if you're not, you know, if you were not here, you just have to get the tape, okay? Because I, I cannot go back. I've covered a lot of material already. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 30. All right, here we go. Verse 19. That's page 347 in the FMCF Bible. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Now, another fact about your will. Your will will always work in concert with what you believe until it's challenged by this life or death scenario. Life and death, blessing and cursing, or as Dr. Hilliard calls it, I told you he's going to add a little something to it, pain and bless and pleasure. It will always work in concert with your belief system, your will. Listen to me, I'm talking about your will. Your will will always work in concert with your belief system, with what you believe on your inner, in your innermost being, in your conscience, the seat of your belief. It will always work in concert with what you believe until it's challenged. Once it is challenged, you got a problem. Because it's, it's going to be challenged by life or death, blessing or cursing, pain or pleasure. And then you got to make a choice. 
Uh, I like the example that Dr. Hilliard uses. He said, every one of us is faced with that, that pain and pleasure uh, scenario when it comes to going to a job that you don't like. It's painful to get up when you want to sleep. It's painful to get dressed to go outside when it's snowing. It's painful to get in the car and go sit in traffic. It's painful to go to that job that you hate and sit there and do whatever you're called to do for eight, nine hours. But come Friday, the pleasure of that check See, see, the pleasure is there, see? And even though you don't want to get up, you don't want to get dressed, you don't want to go to the car, you don't want to go to the job, but the pleasure, you think about that. And the pain you think about. Friday come, ain't no check for me. That's pain. That's pain, especially when, like my mother calls it, especially when you're experiencing Miss Meal colic. <laughs> See, that's painful. So the pain and pleasure references will always work when it comes to your will. They'll always work. And God designed us that way. He set it up that way. He, he set it up for so that we, he, he talks about, and we went through this, so I'm, that's why I'm not going over it again, that uh, he says, uh, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But then the very next verse, the one that we don't read, says, but if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. See, he, he presents the, the pleasure, but he presents the pain. He presents life and Death, blessing, and cursing. Then he says, you choose. Wow. See, I, this stuff is deep. That's why I didn't want to rush it, you see. I, I want to take my time. I got a whole lot more material to share with you. But it, it, it's, it's, so, it's so important that you get it that it, we, we need to take our time. See, so the, 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 this, this reference of blessing and cursing, death, and life, pain, pleasure. These things, our will, again, will always work in concert with what we believe until it's challenged by these forces. You get a guy in the military. He gets captured. He believes in his country. He believes in what he's doing. But he's captured now. And they want him to confess. They want him to denounce his country. They want him to say that he's a criminal, that he, came, he, he uh, committed a criminal act by coming to their country. This happened in Vietnam. It happened in Germany. It happened everywhere. What are they doing? His, he believes one way, but they're challenging his belief 
with pain or pleasure. You tell us what we want to hear. You sign what we want want you to sign. You get up and, and speak what we want you to speak. And we'll put you over here in this prisoner barracks where they got plenty of food and plenty of water and they got heat. But if you don't, you're going to suffer the pain. We're going to torture you, not give you anything to eat, put you in the cold barracks. So now that's challenging what I believe. Is his will set or is his will not set? It's, it's being challenged. When I said to you about uh, somebody, uh, uh, an airplane flying over and a bag of money falling out, falling at your feet, nobody around, my, my, uh, my, my belief system says I don't steal. But now you're faced with the pleasure that that half million dollars could bring to you. What will you do? See, your, your, your beliefs are now challenged by your will. Your will says, boy, come on, get this money. You're living in a cold water flat and got that old terrible job where they're just paying you minimum wage. You can quit that old job, go get you a good house. And... Now think about that thing. Got to think about that thing. Because now what you believe is being challenged by the pleasure of what that money could do for you. And that's what the world does. The world always presents money to you as a pleasurable thing because the world knows how God designed you. God designed you that pleasure and peace and good is what you gravitate to. Not You don't gravitate to pain. Here's a perfect example. You ever touch something hot? Do you have to think about it? Ooh, this show is hot. You know, maybe I ought to let go of this thing, or this thing is hot. You know, this thing is burning all the hide off me. Maybe I ought to, maybe I, no, no, no. You don't even have to think about it. Instantly. What are you doing? What are you doing? You are backing away from pain, cursing death. Are you? Is that what you're doing? See, that, that's what's happening. You automatically, because God designed you that way, that you move away from the pain, the curse, the death. Have you ever noticed how people fight death? You ever noticed that? You ever been to a hospital where somebody's dying or, or, or like I've been in a in case where, where a guy was laying in the street and I mean, he, he was taking his leg, he was trying... <sighs> He's trying to breathe. He's trying to, and he's dying. What is he doing? He's resisting it because God has designed us that way, that we move away from that stuff. We resist pain and, and death. We resist that stuff. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to get it. 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 Now, figure I wake you up. <laughs> the will also I'm almost finished I ain't, gonna keep, I ain't gonna keep you till Monday the will also listen to this listen to this the will also is so 
wonderfully and fearfully constructed within us that we will endure even though we're, we're designed to move away from the pain and the hurt, we will endure the pain or the hurt if we know that the pleasure is on the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Listen, you can set your will that way for whatever it is. If you know that the pleasure is on the other end of this thing, I will endure the pain for a season and your will will carry you through. That happens to every woman who's ever had a natural childbirth and been in big pain. Talk to me, ladies. So the fellas don't know nothing about that. See, they endure the pain. They endure the hurt. They set their will to put up with it for the pleasure of having that child. Hallelujah. See, that's why, that's one of the reasons that a abortion is so diabolical by the devil because see what he's trying to do is he's trying to usurp your will he's working on you from another angle see he you see because you you can set your will as a, as a woman that I know this is going to be painful I know I'm going to have morning sickness I know I'm going to be distressed I know that my body is going to go through all this turmoil. I know that when it comes time to deliver that baby, I'm going to go through some serious pain. I know that, but I want to have a child. And if that's what I got to go through, I will endure it. I set my will to endure the pain until the pleasure comes forth. Now, the word declares that Jesus did that said in the Garden of Eden, uh, the, not the Garden of Eden, the other one, you know, the other one, the bad one, Gethsemane, you know that one. It might have been the same place, I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> Gethsemane, anyway, that's the place, that's the place, that's the place. Anyway, it said that Jesus said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. His flesh did not want to die. His flesh was resisting death. His flesh was backing up from it. He did not want to go through that pain of the cross, the pain of dying, the pain of going to hell. His flesh recoiled from it. But he said, Lord, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. What happened? Well, let's turn, let's turn to Hebrews. Let's turn to Hebrews real quick. And then I'm going to close. See, this is, this is less than uh, Monday, right? Did you know I was setting you up? Did you know I was setting you up? Did you know that's how, that's how people sell stuff every day? Did you know that's how people sell stuff to you every day? Do you know that, that politicians do that to you every day? What I said to you about, well, I'll, I'll let you go by Monday. Do you know that's how politicians sell you on stuff every single day? First they tell you, we're going to raise the tolls $5. That's 
They never intended to raise the tolls $5. They wanted $2. But they told you $5 so you'd get up in arms, and then when, you, when they say, okay, just $2, you say, okay. I'm telling you, they do it to you every day. They do it to you every day because they, they know that God designed you to move away from pain. Whoa, wait a minute, $5. Then $2 don't sound so bad. Sounds almost pleasurable. Okay, watch this now. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, Hebrews 12. Did I tell you 12th chapter? Okay, Hebrews 12. Watch this. Thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Doing what? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Doing what? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Watch this now. Who for the joy, oh Lord, here it is. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Can you read? What happened? He set his will. He said, this is going to be painful. But the joy on the other side, I'll put up with it. I'll deal with it because of the joy that's on the other side. Didn't I say that's what people do all the time? Women with children, they want to have babies. How many of them want to go through the pain, the morning sickness and all the rest of it? No, they don't want to go through that. No, nobody wants to go through that. But they know that the joy is on the other end. So I'll endure this until I receive the desired result. Setting your will. Setting your will. Setting your will. So you got to set your will. Like, like, okay, all right. Let me give you an example. Let me give you another example. Uh, uh, I used to work with some guys. Uh, uh, we had to stand guard mount together. I mean, we come in, you know, we had 10, 10 minutes to 7. We had to stand guard mount. The, you know, sergeant and lieutenant come and look us over, make sure we got all our equipment. We, you know, we dressed properly and everything. And, uh, I would leave home at maybe 10 minutes to 6 for 7 to 3, which I had to be there 10 minutes to 7 or for to stand guard mount. And uh, uh, I would leave at maybe 10 minutes to 6, 5 minutes to 6, 20 after 6, I'm there. I work with some guys who lived out in center reaches, Long Island. Them guys had to fight traffic, had to fight... Uh, about a 60-mile drive to get in to work. I say, how in the world? Why would you go all the way out there? What? Brother Marvin's laughing because he said, he's out, he's out, I'm out, I'm out here too now. See, see, but you see, what happened was they set their will to endure whatever discomfort there was with getting back and forth to work, to have the joy of the home that they wanted, the way they wanted it, and a price that they could afford to pay. They set their will to do it. 
I wasn't even trying to set my will. I ain't going. I ain't going. That's all there is to it. I just ain't going all the way out there. See, I wasn't, I wasn't at that place where I want, I didn't want to be at that place. I hated detours anyhow. Give me nights. Give me four to twelve, five to one, six to two, or eleven to seven. I ain't fighting no traffic. Get here and fight more traffic. No, I wasn't doing that. So I never set my will that way, but they set their wills that way so they could endure it. But if you don't set your will, it'll whip you every single day. Day in and day, every time you have to drive, you, you will whip yourself. I'm talking to somebody. I'm trying to close, but I'm talking to somebody. See, I'm talking to somebody. Somebody made a decision, and that decision, they are whipping themselves every single day. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? I'm caught up in this thing now, and it seems like I can't get out. I hate this. If you just set your will, you can overcome it. We're going to teach you how to set your will next time. I said, we're going to teach you how to set your will next time. Because it's, it's, it's a simple process. It's not as difficult as we think. It seems difficult to us because we've never had to do it. But it is a simple process. Sometimes the simplest things are all that's necessary to get a job done. The simplest things. But if you don't know it, if you don't know it, it's of no value to you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.